0: As far as knowing your lady bits and understanding your body, and just having confidence in yourself as a woman and ownership over your body.
1: Now, I want to go over a couple parts of of lady bits with uh, our listeners too. Brian, share with us, uh, you know, a couple case examples and the importance of caring for our lady vets? Mm.
0: Well, um, certain things. One, one that just comes to mind right now is, um, is a woman. There's, there's so many examples. Do you mean examples from my book or examples from anything? Anything you want to share? Yeah. Anything. Okay. Um, well, I think that one would be a, a client and a friend of mine. She's become a good friend, um, underwent a hysterectomy and sling procedure and, and several, a, a big surgical intervention for some, um, for some issues she was having, including prolapse. And she felt very much that she didn't have the information she needed before going into that. I think every medical interaction, every provider is different. But it's it's important to ask all the questions to see perhaps if there's anything that might be tried that is more of a conservative um, method of treatment before moving on to that. If you have any questions, you really need to have all the information and the facts because she was, she was upset afterwards. She was upset that she had gone through such a... Um, Big procedure when and really invasive procedure, a major procedure when it's possible that there could have been other things she could have tried because that was never brought up to her. The other options were never brought up to her, and it's possible that she was too far advanced in her prolapse to uh, an incontinence to benefit from those more conservative options. But we'll never know because it was just jumped to, and so um, that's a really. I think that's a really. Um, kind of a heart-wrenching one that it's an undoable thing and, you know, she can't go back. She's had the hysterectomy. She's had the procedures and she's okay. She's, she's doing fine, but there has been some changes. The more kind of rapid um, aging of the vagina, the dry, the vaginal dryness, the hormonal issues that happen from having the, the hysterectomy, before, you know, quite young, really. Um, and in some cases, again, it's absolutely necessary. But in other cases, maybe there are other options that can be explored. And so that's one thing as far as knowing your lady bits and understanding your body and just having confidence in yourself as a woman and ownership over your body. It can help you make informed decisions when you're going to the doctor or just making any type of decisions about your health. Yeah, no,
1: this point is so, so... um... Really important to make, especially as a gynecologist and having performed all these procedures and then learning the integrative ways and holistic ways, because even after that procedure, we didn't get to the underlying issues that caused the problem to begin with. So unless we now do the things that we should do before surgery, like the pelvic floor exercises, maybe the vaginal hormone therapy, the dietary changes, right? Very um, healthy, high high healthy fats and high protein and low in carbs and good fermented foods, the vaginal microbiota, right? The the healthy bacteria that lives within our vagina is important to healing and repairing and often is is part of the problem when, you know, the, the GI, etc all of that is part of the problem we have problems with our lady bits so can you know understanding that is really important and then uh, so the pelvic floor exercises the um, understanding too that if you're having example postpartum prolapse that Mm -hmm. will get better over time so, there's nothing we have to do right away, you know, unless, unless there's a severe prolapse, third degree, we call it fourth degree, and we have a whole way to measure that um, in gynecology. But if there's a severe, we can still use temporarily, we can still use a pessary. And on my website, I sell, you know, uh, vaginal uh, weighted balls to use in the vagina to just start strengthening the pelvic floor. And I would love your take on those, but I found those to be useful in just passive stimulation of the muscle as we're using either vaginal hormone or even coconut oil vaginally, or ghee, purified butter from grass but cows, butter, you know, all that stuff, purified ghee vaginally as well. And that can help restore part of the lining help you focus on repairing the pelvic floor so there's a lot we can do um, conservatively to say okay we did all these things and we don't have the results that we want now we need to do a repair but then we're dealing with healthy tissue healthy muscle healthy fascia and your repair will be better
0: yes it's like a That's huge. And that's that's prehab. You know, it's pre-rehab. It's doing it before the surgery instead of just after the surgery, which many people don't even do it after the surgery. But just like anything with a a knee, a knee replacement or a hip replacement, it's important to do prehab, not just rehab. So, yeah, that's a great point you make about another reason for trying conservative first is improving the integrity of everything. So, yeah, um, my take on on vaginal weights or the balls – is that really they can help to, again, improve that body awareness and give you that tactile biofeedback, that sensory biofeedback about what it is that they're supposed to be feeling. That sensation of pulling the marble into their body can really help know that they're doing the Kegel correctly or not. So I think that's the the biggest benefit for those types of devices, absolutely. And um, I think, though, that they can, especially you have to be careful that, that they're not um, being used on someone with a hyperactive pelvic floor muscles and then causing more tension and potentially more dysfunction there. So that's kind of a case-by-case situation or just something where someone has to really know their, their body. And So true. And, and let's
1: talk hyperactive pelvic floor muscles are more on the rarity versus relaxed and atrophic and worn out and prolapsed. But let's talk about that because women who have it, can seek treatment for years of, you know, and I had, I saw this one client I was consulting with a doctor in Tampa and she'd been around the nation with pelvic floor pain spasms, you know, and, and I evaluated her in two fingers in the vagina to feel the pelvic floor muscles and just applying direct pressure lets the muscle relax and she was able to feel that relaxation and her pain was gone. Now that's something she had to keep doing, teach her husband to do that for her and with her or learn to do it herself. But if, partner was willing and and taught him to do it with her just to relax the pelvic floor especially prior to intercourse because often they can't have intercourse because of vaginal spasms and the pain so teaching that technique just that pelvic floor relaxation and a little bit of pressure just as if you had a spasm in your your deltoid muscle or any anywhere else in your body you would apply apply um pressure to relax that muscle and the same with the pelvic floor so I've seen many cases of that where they end up having surgery think it's because it's pelvic pain or endometriosis or and it's not none of those things it's actually spasm which can also cause either constipation and diarrhea all
0: innervated in the same region important to be aware of that definitely I actually a little another case study not from my book but from my Work as a physical therapist. uh, Many of my patients were there for pain with intercourse and pelvic pain. And uh, a young woman, woman that came to me was recently married, and she had not had sex before marriage. And when she they did get married, she couldn't have sex. I mean, it was completely, it was, it was impossible. And um, because of the spasm and the pain in the pelvic floor muscles. And so we did exactly what you're talking about. The women's health physical therapy specialty is trained in the release of the pelvic floor muscles, um, internal release of the pelvic floor like you're describing. And we taught her husband how to help as well. And she was, because all she wanted was to have a baby. But she became pregnant soon after we successfully treated her condition. So that really felt great because, I mean, she could not have sex before we started this treatment. And so it's just, again, something that women need to know that there is help and it, and that it does happen. It's not necessarily a, a common condition, but it's, it, well, it is a common condition. It's not that most people have this condition, but it's still a very common condition. And you're not weird or an outlier if you have something like this. That's so true,
1: right, and then again, it's so important to understand your own anatomy, understand your own natural response to to touch, to interaction, what pleases you, what doesn't please you. We I mean, can't compare with anyone else's experience. It's self-exploration, self-discovery, and communication, too, when we talk about, when you bring up the issue, again, in you know being comfortable in your sexual relationship. And it's so important because our spouse wants to please us, right? And being able to understand what feels good, what doesn't feel good, communicate it, and also uh, express yourself. Do you want to touch on that a little bit, Brianne?
0: Oh, gosh. I mean, the second, the last, uh, well, not quite the last third, but a large portion of my book is related specifically to sex and uh, sexuality specifically. And um, yeah, again, it really is just what you just said. It's getting in touch with your own body and expressing your own femininity, and um, whatever that means to you, and loving yourself in your own skin, so body image is is addressed and touched on, and learning to accept yourself exactly as you are, and just really bringing that into the bedroom can really, really help, (laughs) so there's that aspect And then there's also the physical, there's some physical techniques that you can do in the bedroom to help spark things up as well. So some, if you are one of the people that can handle kegels, pelvic floor contractions, there's some techniques that you can use to help uh, with stimulation during uh, sex that is described in the book as well. So. Well I am thrilled
1: to talk with you and thank you for joining us from Germany. I know it's late in the day for you. I want to encourage our listeners, lady bits, get comfortable with your pelvic anatomy and really reclaiming your health and reclaim your sexy. That's so beautifully important. Thank you for watching this video. Be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel here and get those notifications and comment below let me know your thoughts, what you loved and what your action step is.